On this week's episode of The Fizz, I talk about the Detroit Lions' absolute meltdown in Week 1 versus the Arizona Cardinals, which ended in a tie. Then I go into the Detroit Red Wings winning their prospect camp in Traverse City and how hopeful I am for the 2019-2020 season. After that, we close it out with a little over-under. I am riding solo today, so we have a little bit of a shorter show, but that does not mean it lacks the intensity team. But before we get into all of that intensity... I want to tell you guys about a fantastic product that I am very excited to use the living shit out of this fall, and it is called VaporFresh. If you don't know what VaporFresh is, it is a 100% botanical active ingredient sports cleaning and deodorizing spray. And the reason I'm so excited to use it this fall is because hockey season is right around the corner. In fact, we are starting up next week. And let me tell you guys, during those winter months when I got to store everything in my garage, uh, it really stinks in here when I leave the equipment in this room. Uh, but now I use Vapor Fresh and it smells awesome. Not only does it kill the smell, it also is safe on your skin. And that's due to the 100% botanical active ingredients. I really do enjoy this stuff. I really do love the smell and it makes my equipment, which I've had since I was in high school and some of it even before high school, uh, smell like new or not smell like anything, which is definitely an upgrade from what it normally smells like. So you guys should definitely get your hands on this. Uh, it's not just good for sporting equipment. Uh, you know, it works on your yoga mats, your running shoes, any everyday sporting equipment that you guys use. It really does smell great and it really works extremely well. Uh, go to amazon.com, type in VaporFresh, use the code Fizz podcast for 20% off. As always, if you send me a purchase confirmation, I will send you some buttons and stickers uh, of Champagne Athletics. Again, amazon.com, use the code FIZPODCAST for 20% off and get you guys a bottle of Vapor Fresh. But now, let's get into the fizz. Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Talk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining me. I am your host, Frank Cerise. I am solo in the garage today. Uh, no guests with me, so a little bit of a shorter show, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be action-packed with content. Uh, my goal was to record for you guys yesterday, but uh, to be honest with you, I started watching a few 9-11 documentaries and videos and tributes, and I got kind of caught up in it, lost track of time, and ended up not recording yesterday. Uh, 9-11, it, it, it's kind of crazy how many years have gone by since, since that fateful day. I know a lot of people remember where they were at during that time. I know exactly where I was at. Uh, I was in Miss Carrie's fifth grade classroom at St. Clair Montefalco. She was in the middle of yelling at me for sitting in my seat the wrong way, which is something I did quite a bit. I used to like perch my ass on the top of the back of the seat and then like put my knees on the front of the desk. I used to like basically squat like a gargoyle. Um, she was in the middle of yelling at me for that phone rang. She got the news, came back and said, you know, there's something pretty intense going on with the country. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's how my fifth grade class found out. So I know everyone probably has their own story of, you know, how they remember 9-11. But yesterday I kind of invested um, in a lot of videos on it. And obviously this is not that type of podcast to talk about that. But just wanted to say, you know, moment of silence uh, for everyone involved with that and for our country because we will never forget But now that is done, uh, let's move into the crazy world of sports. Um, And biggest news really is just week one of the NFL. Now, week one of the NFL is the most mystery roll of the dice. There's so much excitement. I was so pumped up. I was so juiced up. I mean, I've been talking about the NFL for, for half the summer here. Just so excited for kickoff to happen and you invest so much time so much energy you know you build your fantasy teams you place your bets you get ju- you get rejuiced up for the lions like like an asshole and then it can be the most draining frustrating fucking thing in the world and i'm not gonna lie i think this week one football wise was one of the worst all around football weekends that i've had in recent memory uh this one like fucking drove me nuts i mean uh, I got every single bet wrong. Uh, Parlay splits got every single bet wrong. Uh, we took Atlanta plus four and a half. They lost. We took the Browns minus five and a half. They lost. And then we took the Lions minus two and a half. And we all know what the fuck they did. They tied the goddamn game. In addition to that, I lost both my fantasy, uh, both both my fantasy leagues. Had Tyreek Hill. He's got some fucking weird thing where his clavicle is going into his fucking you know, his lungs or his spleen or some fucking weird shit, some dumb injury where he could be out five days or he could be out six months. Like we just don't know. So had Tyreek Hill, that was a bummer and a half. Um, the only good thing that happened for me personally was Michigan state did win. I am a Sparty. So I was happy to see them kind of click a little bit with the offense and beat Western Michigan. Um, but, but the marquee thing, the marquee note of the weekend is our Detroit Lions. Holy fuck, we are back, team. We are fucking back. God, they are so frustrating and annoying. Um, for three quarters, obviously, we had that game. We had it all locked up, and it looked absolutely like a no-doubter. Like, I kind of started to watch Red Zone a little bit more. I was kind of just kind of checking in on the Red, the, the Red Wings game, the Lions game. Um, cause it looked like it was absolutely locked up. And now I know you guys are probably, you know, late in the week. You're not thinking about this game as much as you were at the start of the week. You're probably even maybe over it. You're ready to look into the, the next Sunday we have here with, uh, the chargers game, but we got to revisit it a little bit and then we can move in. Um, so I watched this game at a buddy's place and it was just absolute cardiac cats, nightmare fuel shit. Uh, Lions looked pretty great for, uh, three quarters. Uh, but my buddy said it in the middle of the game, Stephen Peck, friend of the show, he's been on here. He said the Lions are absolute masters at their craft of keeping teams in the game. And he couldn't be more correct. The Lions love keeping their lesser opponents within striking distance. And that's exactly what they did last week. Um, they were up 24 to six in the fourth quarter and ended up tying this game 27 to 27 um, and having to come back uh, to tie it in overtime. Just absolute nightmare shit. Um, and I was very frustrated after the game. I, you know, I, I said in a video, this is a loss. This is this is a fucking outright loss. This is not a win. And it sure did feel like a loss, and it still does feel like a loss. 
Um, obviously, I've cooled down over the last few days, um, and I think the season can be salvaged, but I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this loud and clear for all the Lions fans out there who follow this shit very closely. I truly believe in the next five games, over these next five games, to have a chance for this season to have any hope to it, the Lions have to, and I mean absolutely have to, win two of their next five games um, because the schedule is just extremely tough. And if they do not win two of these next five, I think you can throw this whole season in the trash. So if you look at it right now, the Lions are 0-0-1. That's so fucking insane to say, but it's true. And now they host the Chargers on Sunday. After that, they go to the Eagles. They go to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. They come back home and host the Chiefs. They go on the road to face the Packers. And then they come back home to play the Vikings. This is the hardest stretch of the season, and that's why game one of the year was so goddamn important. You had to win that game to at least give yourself a cushion in these next five games because these are going to be a fucking doozy. So if you look at it this way, if the Lions win two of those five that I just named, Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings, if they win two of those five, they will be sitting at two, three, and one. And then they go into a stretch of four games or five more. Yeah, five games of home versus the Giants, at the Raiders, at Bears, host the Cowboys, and then at the Redskins. And with that stretch, they got to go three and two or four and one. So I know we're looking a little far ahead, but obviously this is what we do uh, as football fans, especially after week one. You overreact. You got to freak out. Um, so if you're looking at the next five games, where do I think they can find two wins? I think the two wins are this Chargers game Sunday. I think they got to win this Chargers game. I think going to Philadelphia is going to be a real tough, real tough place to win. I don't see them winning that one. Hosting the Chiefs, I can't say the Lions are going to beat the Chiefs. That sounds pretty crazy. And then you go at the Packers, and then you host the Vikings. I think you got to win. You got to win one of those division games, and then you got to find a way to scratch and claw your way out of one of the next three between the Chargers, Eagles, and Chiefs. And I don't think there's any two ways about it. But knowing our Lions, they'll end up winning like the next four and then losing the next four after that. So they'll beat the teams they, they shouldn't beat and they'll lose the teams they shouldn't lose to because up is down and down is up when you're a fucking Detroit Lions fan. Um, but a couple of notes here from the Detroit Lions game that I had was uh, first off, right off the bat, I mean, they kept showing both the coaches, right? Like they're really interested in both the coaches this year. Obviously Cliff Kingsbury is like the hot, sexy young coach in Arizona, like good looking guy. Um, and then Matt Patricia is the guy from the Patriots in his second year, kind of on the hot seat. And they kept showing these guys and you had sexy Cliff Kingsbury, like nice cut, no hat, no visor, looking very calm. And then they'd flash over to Matt Patricia and he's, he looks homeless and he also has his foot in a boot and he is carrying around a walker. He looked like a homeless man. Uh, I mean, his beard looks like shit. His leg looked like shit. And just the more intense the game got, the more clueless that guy looked, um, which obviously, obviously turned out to be the case with the whole fucking timeout thing. Um, which is just, it's just so Lions. Like, I don't, I I don't understand the curse of the, of like how we keep coming back as Detroit Lions fans. Because obviously, they, you know, they're up 24 to 6. It looks like they're going to cruise to a week one win against the shittiest team in the NFL, arguably the shittiest team in the NFL, maybe outside of Miami. And then we just shoot ourselves in the own foot. Matthew Stafford in his 10th year in the NFL, um, 
you know, is, is running a play. It looks like a clean first down. And then, of course, Matt Patricia and, and the new fucking OC call, call a timeout. Uh, and then you've all seen the clip of Matthew Stafford yelling, trust me, trust me. Um, nightmare stuff. Just nightmare fuel. Uh, I, I can't even beat a dead horse. I'm sure you guys have read everything on it. I mean, it was just... I mean, just it's just put it on our fucking tab. Like, put it on our fucking Detroit Lions tab, right? Like, uh, uh, the Calvin Johnson complete the catch. The Golden Tate dive into the end zone versus Atlanta that the game got canceled. Uh, the New York Jets fucking home opener last year where we got dicked fucking down by by the Jets on national TV after picking off the opening pass. The Seahawks batting the ball out of the back of the end zone. The Dallas Cowboys pass interference game in the playoffs. Um, the, the fucking insanely shitty punt versus the Bengals by Sam Martin. Um, I mean, just the list goes on and on and on and on, and it never seems to end. And I just want to get off this goddamn roller coaster and just, just have a game where it, it's normal and we just win the game and I can breathe easy and win money on the Lions because this ruined me. This game fucking ruined me um, as far as betting goes because I didn't cover anything and I took the Lions in Survivor and I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. And so many people this week gave me the like, you you, you bet on the Lions? You, you still watch that shit? Or you, you took them in Survivor? Like, fuck off. Yes, I did all of it. I did all of it. You know why? Because I'm a, I'm a slap dick fan. I'm a slap happy fucking Lions fan. I'm such a slapdick fan. I'm recording a podcast in my garage yelling about them, talking to how much they pissed me off, how much misery they caused me, how much money they've lost me. Yet, yet, you know where I'm going to be Sunday, guys? I'm going to be at Ford Field with my fucking dick out, 36 Labats deep, cheering the Lions on in the 300 section, hoping not to get hit with a fucking glass flask in the face by some angry downriver folk who, you know, are angry that their lions are fucking losing again. That's me. That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, and I know there's thousands of you out there like me. I don't know what the addiction is to the lions. I just, there's some false hope there that I think they're always going to be good, but here we sit. Oh, Oh, and one, we're still undefeated, I guess. Um, just fucking mind blowing. Um, one thing I got to say here, Matthew Stafford's my boy. He's my favorite player in the NFL. I got his Jersey. I love the guy. I love his family. He looked amazing. He looked amazing. You guys can probably smell the butt coming off my lips here, but, but, but he looked awesome. He looked fucking great. But at the end of the day in overtime, Matthew Stafford had a chance, had a drive to win that game. Arizona went up three. He had a chance. He had the football one drive to end the game with a touchdown and we didn't get it. I mean, we got our field goal and yes, we tied it. And this game is not his fault. He didn't call the timeout, but you just see teams like, especially like the saints with Drew Brees, right? Like Drew Brees the other day, excuse me, on Monday night football had 36 seconds to get his team within field goal range, got him there and they buried it. You know, it's, it's just, he finds ways to win games. Tom Brady finds ways to win games. The elite quarterbacks really find a way to close out games. And there is something different about it. And I know Stafford has the most comeback wins of any player on the team, but, or not any player on the team, obviously like of, of any quarterback in the last 10 years or whatever it is, but it just, it's just frustrating. I wanted him to really close the door week one. I wanted him to to drive us down and get us a touchdown there. And obviously everybody did, and I don't blame him whatsoever, but like sometimes I just want a little more of that killer instinct at the end of the games. But he's my favorite player. I love him to death, and I think he's fantastic. And, you know, obviously we're lucky to have him as a quarterback. But 
did want him to find a way to win that game against everything else. Whether it was his fault or not, what you can and you can definitely say it wasn't his fault because it wasn't. I mean, he played a fantastic game, but wanted a way for him to close it out. I'll leave it at that. Um, at the end of the game, Snacks, uh, Snacks Harrison tweeted out, like, I'm sorry, guys, I need to be better. I got dominated today. I don't think anybody really noticed that. Uh, I don't think he got dominated, but I, he feels like he had a tough game. He even put out, like, an Instagram post saying, like, it's literally easy, easier to chase a jackrabbit um, with a picture of him trying to catch Kyler Murray. So good to know that Snacks is all in and, you know, trying to win. Obviously he's trying to win, but, you know, he's, he's really all in. He seems very committed to Detroit, which made me happy. I think Kyler Murray stinks. I think he sucks. I think Kyler Murray blows. Uh, he's like 5'9", it looks like. We had like 10 swatted balls. He can barely throw it over the line. Sure, he played well in the fourth quarter, but I think that was more of just the Lions being the Lions and completely collapsing. Uh, I just I, – I don't see what people see in him. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll get better, but I, I, don't, I don't see it. Larry Fitzgerald is an absolute animal, and I don't know if he's ever going to retire. Uh, I don't know how you can't respect that guy. I love him to death. And Larry Fitz is like what I wanted Calvin to be. I wish Calvin would have played for Detroit till he was like 40. Uh, I think Larry Fitz has been there like 17 years or something. And I just, I think Calvin could have been our Larry Fitz. Like humble guy, stand up dude, like super athletic, super likable, super down to earth. Uh, but obviously the Lions are a shit organization and can't keep their players around. Um, I think the Cardinals are the second worst team in the NFL. I think they're going to go like two and four. Well, not two and four, two thirteen and one. I should say. Uh, I think they're absolutely terrible. I think them and Miami are absolute dog shit. It's week one. This is what we do. We overreact. Uh, Danny Amendola played very great, but absolute bonehead move in the at the end of the game, like not going out of bounds. I mean, you're you're a vet, man. You're a captain. What are you doing? What what are you doing? Go out of bounds. Um. Uh, Matt Patricia has done absolutely nothing but go down in my book. Like his stock just keeps dropping with everything he does. I was so excited to get him here. Um, and then obviously last season was like a disaster. Uh, he's rude to the press for no reason. Like you can be rude if you're Bilicek, but not if you're fucking Matt Patricia. You're just, you're just like a fat, you're just like a fat, angry piece of shit who hasn't won anything in Detroit. So quit, quit like bossing around the media. Um, so I think he's, so he's just gone down in my book, like ever since he got here, obviously six and 10 season rude to the press. He did his interview with pardon my take this year uh, in the summer. I don't know if any of you guys heard it and it was just dog shit. It was, it was dog shit. Like he was grumpy. He was like rude. He was standoffish. And it's like, if you're going to be that guy, then don't go on part of my take. Like other coaches go on there and they, they have a good time. They laugh, they giggle, they enjoy it. Like you were a loser. Like I thought his, that interview with part of my take was the most forgettable and borderline embarrassing. Um, and then, and then like into this season, like, okay, clean slate, no problem. I hate that he has like a broken leg or whatever the fuck he has. And then you call the timeout, you call the fucking timeout, uh, or you let Bevel call the timeout or whatever happened there. You didn't trust Stafford to get us the first down. Uh, and you ultimately, you know, you didn't lose us the game, but you got us a tie. I mean, we hit that first down, the game's over. Um, instead, it's a blocked punt, and we all know what happens after that. So, Matt Patricia, figure it the fuck out. Figure it out, man. Like, I just think you're I, – I don't know why anyone would still have a lot of faith in you right now. Um, need to turn the season around quickly because I, I just – I haven't really enjoyed your presence. Um, 
And I think, I think that's what I got. I think that's what I got. So obviously the Chargers are in town in Detroit on Sunday. I'm very excited to go to the game. I'm also like, I'm very excited to go to the game. It's going to be a good time, but I'm also like kind of bummed. I'm not going to be sitting on my couch watching Red Zone. Like I want to be able to flip around and I have a little PTSD from going to the Lions game last year. For those of you who don't remember my Lions experience last year, it was the absolute like worst sporting event thing I've ever attended in my life. I was hungover as shit. I was so hungover. Um, I didn't want to go to the game. Got invited by someone at work, someone I couldn't really like, couldn't really say no to. Said yes to go. That person didn't end up going, but then there was other work people there. Had a splitting headache, was so hungover, and uh, ended up meeting up with a friend at the game, which was fine. But I, but I, but I was up huge that that weekend from betting, and I threw it all on the Lions. It was the Seahawks game where the Lions were three and three. They were coming off a bye. Uh, everyone was real excited about, about like, you know, three and three lions at home. We just got snacks, Harrison. We were really excited and it was the most snoozer boring game in the world. I think Stafford threw three picks. Uh, I think we lost 28 to 14 and they just ran all over. Chris Carson ran all over us and Stafford played terrible. And that was like pretty, and then we traded golden Tate the next weekend. Um, so that was a mess. That was the last Lions game I was at, and I said I wasn't going to go to any this year, and here I am going to the home opener. So I'm excited. I'm not ready to give a prediction on what the game's going to be. I just I think the line right now is Chargers plus two and a half. I'm not going to pick against the Lions. I just don't want to, um, and I'm going to the game, so I don't want to like – I'm, I'm being soft right now. I understand like grow, grow a sack and, and pick make a pick, Frank, but I just – I don't want to right now, and I'm going to make one on Sunday, probably heading down to the game, super juiced up. You can probably bet on me taking the Lions money line, okay? You can probably bet on me taking my Lions money line because that's what I am, that's who I am, and i got to stop running from it. I just am a slap dick, slap dick Lions fan, and I can't, I can't help it. I can't help it, guys. Um, well, I hope that helps you with – any pain you were feeling because I know I needed to get it out and it took me too long this week to get it out. I'm glad I got it out here on the mic. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Sunday we have a better outcome, but we'll see what happens forward. All right. And while the Detroit lions have us questioning our existence in life and bring us impending doom and the everlasting fear of dying alone, uh, there is a franchise in this city that has provided us a good amount of joy throughout our lives. And that is our Detroit Red Wings. Um, the big news out of the Detroit Red Wings camp is that they just won their prospect tournament. That's great news. Hearing a lot of good things about that. None of this should surprise us because we have we now have Steve Eiserman, and with Steve Eiserman comes hope, inspiration, and pride for your team again. And I know I'm inspired by him being here. I got to believe all the players there are inspired by him, and they're really excited to be part of this next generation of champions that we will definitely have in the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so the prospect tournament was held in Traverse City. There was two divisions. The Gordie Howe division was one of them. It was the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, the Blues, the Maple Leafs. And then the other division was the Ted Lindsay division, and it was the Blue Jackets, the Stars, the Minnesota Wild, and the New York Rangers. Now, 
the Red Wings won this championship 6-5 to five over the Dallas Stars. Um, and there's definitely a lot of great news coming out of the Detroit Red Wings camp, especially with the young guys. But the best news of all comes out of Jerry, Fat Boy Jerry's boy, Joey Valeno. I mean, he is absolutely ripping it. I think in this prospect tournament, he had seven goals. Um, and I think one, and like that was like the record for the prospect tournament or something like that. But bar- apparently, he's just burying on everything he shoots. Um, apparently, he led the team in shots, he led the team in shooting percentage, he led the team in goals. And I think he broke a record with the amount of goals he scored. Um, just everything I heard from him, it was, it was just fantastic. In the championship game, I think he had two goals and then assisted on the game winner um, in a 6 5 final over the Dallas Stars. So, just great news out of. Joey Valeno, and he seems like the most exciting young prospect that the Red Wings have. Everyone seems very excited um, to have him. In addition to that, on the defensive side of things, Red Wings new pick Maurice Snyder, sorry, not Snyder, Snyder, uh, apparently played very solid and headed up the uh, power play unit. I think he had a few assists, but everyone said he looked really strong and they're excited you know, to see what comes out of him. Um, so I like hearing that. Um, the name that everyone knows, uh, the Red Wings 2018 sixth overall pick, Philip Zadina. Uh, they said he's playing very well. He's getting a lot of shots on net, um, but the puck is just not going in the net. Um, and obviously everything we've heard about this guy is that he's just a goal scorer. I mean, fill their nets, all that stuff. Apparently the guy just puts the puck in the net, and he's had some trouble doing that lately. They said he's absolutely snake bitten and he can't find the back of the net. And they said he's showing a lot of signs of frustration. Um, which I think is absolutely fine. You know, I'm glad he's, you know, upset and dealing with it. Obviously, I think if he's staying dangerous, that's the one thing we can be most excited about because in hockey we know if you're a good goal scorer and you stay dangerous, eventually the puck will start to find the net. And he's going to have to deal with those, like, ebbs and flows mentally as a young player not scoring every game. So I'm excited, obviously, for what's to come for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I think the defense is still, like, an atrocious mess. But I am very excited to see who's on the starting lineup come opening night. Um, and I think the Red Wings, like, I don't know if they're going to fight for a playoff spot. I want to say they will. I think they're a very inspired team. They're just so goddamn young. But the offense is so explosive, uh, so potentially explosive at times that, you know, you'd like to think that, you know, it might be a team that can compete for a playoff spot. Again, they're, they're so young, and the defense is just it's pretty spooky back there, in my opinion, um, to, to to think that we're actually going to compete. We're, we're definitely a, f- a few years away, but uh, I, I really am excited to watch the Red Wings this year. Um, in addition to that, in addition to speaking about the Red Wings, Sunday, uh, next Sunday, Cornhole is back. Cornhole is back in a big way. The Detroit Red Wings are hosting their version of the Cornhole Tournament, which I went to the Lions one uh, like a month or so ago, and we absolutely ripped it up. I will be at LCA. I'm pretty positive I'll be at LCA for next weekend's Cornhole Tournament with all the boys. Uh, I'll probably have some sort of Eisenman jersey on, maybe Fedorov. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, Um, but it should be very, very exciting. All right, and like I said, shorter show today. So we're moving into over-under. Uh, if you guys don't know what over-under is, uh, I have one of my friends send me a list of 10 items. I've never seen the list before. I go through it. Uh, I tell you if those things on the list or are over or underrated, and it can be anything from 
people, places, things, ideas, whatever it is. I have to tell you if it's over or underrated. Nothing can be just rated as it is because that would be too easy and no fun. It has to be over or underrated. Normally, I have my fat, overweight friend who lives in Cleveland named Jerry send me the list. He did not send me the list this time. Uh, I have it from a good buddy, friend of the show, and been on the show, Rick Aller, popular photographer in the city of Detroit. He sent me the list last week, so there might be some dated things on there, whatever. We're going to go with it and see how we do. So let's jump right into it. Over under from Rick Aller, number one. Number one. Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon Prime is, man, I mean, people do love this shit, but I'm going to say it's underrated. Um, Amazon Prime obviously is fantastic. You get your shit so quick. Um, I did read some report that like the people working at Amazon are like getting killed. They're walking like 13 miles a day and like they're so tired after work, they can't move. And then like, if they don't pick up the items fast enough, like they lose their job. So it sounds kind of like a nightmare. Um, so Amazon's probably great unless you look into the reason you're getting your Oreos like overnight. Um, but otherwise I'm just going to say it's underrated because it is really awesome to get packages super quick. So thanks, Jeff Bezos. Number two, teasers in bedding. Teasers in bedding are completely overrated. I am one of the sick human beings and individuals who is addicted to teasers and I'm trying to wean myself off of them this year. Um, they're called teasers for a reason. They look delicious on the menu. They look so appetizing and then you get it and it's just a steaming pile of poop and that's how you lose all your money. Um, teasers are the bane of my existence, but I am have such a love-hate with them. It's unbelievable. Like they look so good. I love them. And then I probably hit on them 30% of the time. So teasers are definitely overrated. Uh, if you're new to gambling, if you're trying to get into it, um, you know, probably, you know, probably go find a different hobby, but if you're going to do it anyways, try to stay away from teasers because they, they look so good, but they taste so bad. Number three, the car wash. The car wash is overrated, man. I like, I don't know. I just, I don't really get my car washed that much. Like it rains or I like hose it down. I don't even really hose it down, but I'll hose it down. I just, it, okay, let me, let me, let me step back here. I am down for like a sub $10 car wash. Like if it's less than $10, I'll take my car there. It's shitty, knocks the dirt off of it. Perfect. I'm all good with that. There's a car wash around here that charges like 40 bucks and it's just dog shit. Like, I don't even know what I'm paying for. Like it's kind of clean, but it's not super clean and it's just way too expensive and it takes too long and it's stupid. Then you got to tip them. I hate it. I want like a $10, like master car wash, like in Detroit, kind of in the hood. Give them fucking 10 bucks for a $6 car wash, $4 tip. Let me just cruise through the thing. Kind of clean, kind of not. It's fine. Who gives a shit? It was 10 bucks. So I'm going to say expensive car wash, overrated, cheap hood car wash, underrated. Cheap hood car wash is very underrated. If you haven't been to a cheap hood car wash, fucking do it. They rock. Number four, college soccer. Oh, geez, college soccer. I'm going to say that's overrated. I, I don't watch college soccer. I watch the World Cup. That's it. That's the only soccer I watch. College soccer? I don't watch college soccer. Overrated. College soccer's got to be overrated. Number five. Oh, Antonio Brown to the Pats is Antonio Brown to the Pats is so overrated. Um, I'm so sick of this guy's antics. Um, I can't even begin to tell you. And it's just like you know the rich, the rich get richer. The rich get richer. What else is there to say? The Browns, or I'm sorry, the shit, the Browns, uh, the Pats got Antonio Brown. Like, 
what else is there to say? Antonio Brown wanted this from the get-go. He wanted to go to the Pats back in the day. They said no. We're not trading you there. He goes to the Raiders. He acts a fucking fool, probably under Belichick's guidance. They drop him. Pats pick him up. This whole thing was planned. This whole thing was staged. If you're not woke to that, you're not woke to anything. This is a fucking joke, and this is what happens in the world. This is a metaphor for the rest of the world. The rich get richer, and then piss ant Lions fans and Detroit people just get shit on with ties on the road at Arizona. Like, it's fucking so overrated, and I'm so sick of the Antonio Brown saga. Like, fuck. Fucking A. (laughs) Number six. Bonsai trees. Bonsai trees? What are bonsai trees? I know what these are. Sorry for my ignorance here. I'm looking up what a bonsai tree is. Hopefully the internet in the garage is working. And of course, when I need it the most, uh, it's not. It's not working for me right now. So now I'm going to just fake talk to you guys like I'm looking for it. Bonsai trees. Bonsai. Oh, oh, those nice little Japanese trees. Those are sweet. Yeah, those are cool. I'm down with those. I don't know if they provide like any like sort of herbal or like natural oils or something or if there's like some pop culture reference i'm missing with this bonsai tree thing but i think they're pretty cool looking i think i could fuck with bonsai trees yeah let's go with underrated they're underrated bonsai trees underrated they're kind of cool number seven tailgating um there are a few things in the world that i enjoy more than a good tailgate uh and I'm, i'm taking a serious tone with you guys here uh i love tailgating there's nothing more exciting than being with a group of people you like hanging out with, jamming to music, in good weather, drinking beers, crushing claws, and doing shots before you watch your favorite sports team play. What's better than that? I mean, there's almost nothing I love more than fucking tailgating. Sunday, I'm going to the game. I told myself I wouldn't go to the games, but I'm so excited to tailgate. I'm way more excited to tailgate than I am to go to the game. Uh, Tailgating is one of the best things that we do in America and I love it. I love drinking before sporting events. Like, obviously, tailgating is the best thing in the world. Um, and I hope I can do it for the rest of my life. I love tailgating. Tailgating's underrated. Uh, number eight, AOL. AOL, the good dial-up. I can hear the noise in my head right now. Um, like, right now, it would suck. But back in the day, it was so underrated. It was the coolest thing in the world to go on the internet and, like, get in weird chat rooms with people you didn't know. Um, the internet was just the wild west and your, and your parents had like, my parents had no clue. I mean, they still have no clue what to do on a computer, but like back then they really, really had no clue what the fuck was going on. So the internet was just like, who are you talking to? I don't know. Like my dad would just bitch me out. Like, you can't just be talking to people you don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It's the internet. Like, I don't even know how this thing, I don't even know what this is yet. Um, AOL rocked and AIM was fantastic and screen names were great and the dial-up was great and it was just a simpler time of life and it brings me nostalgia so I'm going to say AOL is underrated. I like it. I like it and I miss it. Now everyone's connected. Everything moves too fast. It was nice to have a little, you know, slowed down, slowed down time of life on that. You know, you know my buddy even said once that he had this theory that he kind of wishes not that we could go back to just complete you know barbaric shitty phones but what if like you know we could only send like i don't know 100 texts a month month like it used to be it'd probably suck but it was just kind of a thought he was just he was just bummed out about all the notifications he gets on his phone and i could i could i could relate to that sometimes uh number nine the 1970s um, the seventies sounds like they rocked. 
Um, one thing I hate is when like girls say like, ah, I was just born in the wrong generation. Like I hate when people say that because I feel like it's so cliche. But back in the day, does does seem pretty lit and pretty like wild west. Um, think about it today. Like I I think about it with work a lot. Like if I forgot my computer going to work, I. I would have to go home and get my computer. Like I, I would have nothing to do at work if I didn't have my computer. Back in the day, they just like didn't have computers or anything like that. And information didn't travel fast. And like there weren't like immediate communications to change things and update things. And like if you're working with a client and you, like you had to mail them something, you had to wait for them to mail it and then like call you with feedback. Like it wasn't instant email. Like work-wise, I think about like past times, like the 70s like that a lot. Like – I think that was just like a wildly different time and it was probably fucking awesome. So I'm going to say it was underrated. Um, things seem cheaper. Um, I'm just going to say the 1970s were underrated based on almost no knowledge outside of the seemingly easier like office life. And I, I'm not saying it was easy, but I don't know. It was like less connected. Maybe I sound ignorant. I don't know. Don't really care. 1970s, underrated. They probably rocked. Number 10, waffles. I love waffles. Waffles rock. Um, waffles are great. I like pancakes more than waffles personally, but it's like 1A and 1B. Like they both rock. Like I'm not going to – there's nothing wrong with a good fucking waffle. Belgian waffle, throw some fruit on that motherfucker, some whipped cream. Mm, sounds so good. I want to get waffles this weekend. I really like that. Um, yeah, I mean waffles fucking rock. Eggos, like – Egos rock. I still fuck with Egos. I don't give a shit. I'm almost 30. I'm still crushing Egos. Have you guys ever had ice cream, like two waffles, like a, like an ice cream sandwich but with like warm waffles? It's it's like one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. Like with vanilla ice cream, take two warm waffles, put vanilla ice cream in the middle, chomp that shit. I've done it like on a really good waffle and I've also done it like with Egos and both were delicious. You guys should try it. Warm waffles, toast them up, put some vanilla ice cream in the middle. It's It's... It's goddamn delicious, team. It's goddamn delicious. So let's run through this real quick one more time. We got Amazon Prime, underrated. Teasers, overrated. Better beware. Car wash, uh, expensive car wash, overrated. Hood, $10 car wash, underrated. College soccer, overrated. Uh, Antonio Brown to the Pats, overrated. The rich get richer. Poor get poorer. Bonsai trees was ignorant to what they were. Looked them up, underrated. They look pretty cool. Tailgating, the most underrated thing on earth. Greatest activity in the world. AOL underrated better times simpler times the 1970s again simpler times slower communication easier white collar work maybe maybe not i don't know sorry to anybody who worked in the 70s i'm not trying to diminish your job don't get angry at me baby boomers don't get angry uh waffles underrated uh so that's the list rick nice job i like the list a lot a lot better than what jerry gives me um jerry puts in things like blankets and snakes and spiders he's an idiot so i do appreciate that rick and guys i appreciate you even more uh gonna try to push out some content this week maybe i'll talk to parlay split see if we can get some bets in hope you guys aren't too scared of that guy he kind of scares me if i'm being honest it's definitely a weird conversation to have at work um of why i let that guy in my house but it is what it is I'm excited for the Lions game Sunday. It'll probably be a natural disaster, and I'll probably end up, end up uh, you know, crying, crying into my hands and puking on my own shoes. But it should be fun, uh, and I hope everyone has a fantastic Friday today and a wonderful weekend, and I will see you guys next week. See you guys.